All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and yet another chance to get our act together. Today is June 16th, 2022 in week 176. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. As you guys know, this is a program that we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it says committed to God. We make a whole bunch of commitments in life, whether it be to our job, to our spouse or to, or to anybody. And you know, not, there might not be anything wrong with that, but I've our most important commitment is to God. We need to be committed to him more than anything else. So we'll be getting into that tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer um, for all of you that can take a break in what you're doing. We encourage you to join in this prayer with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the God that you are to us, Lord. We thank you for uh, continuing to love us, continuing to care for us, continuing to shelter us, continuing to uh, just give us so many blessings. Lord, help us always to come before your throne of grace uh, boldly and also with a mind of thankfulness, a mind of gratefulness. Um, Lord, so many things can happen to us. Uh, we can find ourselves in so many circumstances where uh, we become ungrateful. And Lord, we don't want to do that because you have been so very gracious, so very kind, so very loving, so very forgiving. You did so much for us, Lord. Help us to always remember that no matter what happens to us in this life, help us to remember, Lord, that there's still a reason to have joy. These things that we're praying, Lord, we're asking that they would become a part of us. It, it would not just be words. It would not just be uh, a tradition. It would not just be something we're doing to pass time. We're, uh, whatever it is, Lord, we want these things to truly be a part of us. And so, Lord, that's what we're asking uh, for you to do for us, to help us, Lord, to continue to lead and guide us into all truth, to continue to uh, just open our eyes to see things that we've never seen before. So Lord, we're praying all these blessings. We're praying for the Bible study tonight that something would go forth, that your word would go forth and only your word. Uh, and so Lord, we're praying these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Being committed to God. Um, as Melvin mentioned, we make commitments to a lot of things in life. Uh, we tell people, yes, I'm going to do this. We commit ourselves. We we make a vow. We say, yes, I'm going to do this, this, and that for you. And there are some things that will happen, and it causes us to lose our commitment. I'm, I'm going to have to go off script here. I gave Melvin a couple of scriptures already that I wanted to go to, but another scripture is catching my attention. I want to go to the book of John, John chapter 8 and verse 31. It is so vital for us. Um, we want to be saved. We That's the reason we do this. Because if we end up not saved, none of these things matter. We have a lot of nice things in life. You know, we have, some of us have cars, multiple cars. Um, we have a home to stay in or an apartment or a trailer, whatever it is that we have. We have some nice things. We have a few pieces of clothing. We have a few bites of food to eat. Whatever it is we have, if we're not saved, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. So I don't know how much or how many times I've stressed this, but it's because it's important. A lot of times we get concerned, overly concerned, let me put it that way, with things that are so minor. You know, Jesus talked to his disciples in the book of Acts chapter one about committing themselves to God. He told them to go and wait for the Holy Ghost. He told them, look, that's your number one focus. He did that. 
he told them to go and receive the Holy Ghost because that is a part of their commitment to God. We need this to be saved. But they were asked, Jesus, when are you going to return the kingdom back to Jerusalem? They started asking about so many things. Even on another occasion, uh, uh, Peter and John, they were questioning Jesus about what's going to happen to Judas. So we find ourselves wondering and being overly concerned about a lot of things that God, he asked the disciple, he said, what's that to you? What, what does it matter to you for? Why is this so important to you? There are things we need to do because we have made a commitment to God, because we've said, Lord, I'm going to follow you. Lord, I'm, I want to trust in you. Lord, I want to be saved. Because we have made that commitment, there are things that God wants us to do. And so I want to pick up John chapter 8. In verse 31. Let's see what that says there, Melvin. Uh, really quickly, we got a um, comment from David. He says, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord to you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. So John chapter 8, verse 31, then mm -hmm. said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Now, this is for those that believe him. So if you're someone tonight or today, whatever time you might find yourself listening to this, if you believe him, these words are for you. What does it say, Melvin? If ye continue in my word. Read that again for me. If ye continue in my word. Now, there's an if. That means there is not a guarantee. God is looking for somebody committed. When you commit to something, you are saying, look, I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to see this through. I'm going to do the very best I can to make sure this happens. When people... Uh, when people get married, it is a commitment. That's what it is. And so two parties, a husband and wife, are vowing, hey, we're going to make this thing work. That's a commitment. Now we, you know, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, he wants us to be committed. But now uh, I, I'll use this example. Because most of us, at least, can relate to this. Every year, <laughs> seems like it happens every year, someone says, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. I'm going to commit to exercising. I'm going to commit to working out. We go and, and stand on the scale or whatever. We look at the uh, somebody takes our weight. We say, wow, I really need to get in better shape. And so we make this commitment that I'm going to eat better. And sure, it works the first day, maybe even the second day. But by the third day, the fourth day, by the end of the first week, that commitment starts to seem so hard. We find people start asking us, hey, you want some of this cake? Just bake the cake. You want some of these cookies? These are fresh. Just got them from the store. We, there are some things that begins to happen that begins to challenge our commitment. And we find ourselves saying, well, <laughs> I know, Melvin, I've did this before. Well, this time, just this time, I'm going to break my commitment. And we, we, we say that and tomorrow we're, we're breaking it all over again. And after a while, we forget all about that commitment that we made. There, there is no commitment anymore. This too happens in God. We say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a change. And as soon as the opportunity presents itself, we break the commitment. So Jesus here says, if you can commit that's what continue means. Commit means to continue. He said, if you commit, we got to commit to the word of God. What does he say, Mel? Then are you my disciples indeed. You truly are his disciples if you continue. So for anyone who does not continue in God's word, they're not his disciples, he said. This is what he says. 
So if we look at someone and say, wow, they got saved 20 years ago. They came to the church and changed their life, but they went back. Jesus himself said they're not his disciple because they did not continue. They did not remain committed to God. I'm reminded of Jesus. He said, when the son of man returns, shall he find faith? Is he going to find someone who's still committed? You know, people start out on fire. People start out, man, this is exciting. Wow, I'm learning about God. Wow, this is fun. And somewhere along the line, things become stale. I heard um, someone told me about how they went and they said, oh, I got saved. And things started happening to them that they did not expect. And suddenly they lost that commitment. Suddenly they said, you know what? I don't think I want this anymore because I wasn't expecting bad things to happen to me. They lost that commitment. So Jesus said, if you can commit yourself, there's going to be some tough times. I don't want to fool you. There's going to be some times where you feel like, man, I, I want to give up. I want to stop. That's what makes people give up on working out because it gets tough. I know I did this. I'm, I, there have been times I've been so excited. Oh, I'm going to go work out, Melvin. I'm, I'm going to work out. I'm so excited. Wow, man, I'm feeling good. And as soon as I get there, as soon as I began to sweat a little, as soon as I began to get out of breath, I said, oh, I might need to take a break. What am I taking a break for? It's only been five minutes. What am I taking a break for? My commitment, I start to waver. I start to say, you know what? Let me just sit down. And after a while, here I am. I've been at the gym for an hour and I've sat down <laughs> 50 minutes of it. Losing be all because I, I wasn't committed. Yeah, I started out, but I was not committed. This happens to us, even in Christ. We start out saying, yeah, I'm going to hold to what God said. But someone else comes along. And now you say, well, Everybody else was doing it, but God is still looking for you to stay committed to his word. Everyone else will not do this. That's the reason Jesus said, if you continue, everyone else will not commit themselves. But are you willing to? This is going to separate God's true disciples and those who are not his disciples. We know Jesus, he talked about in the end how he was going to separate the sheep from the goat those who are his true disciples and those who are not. So we cannot allow people who won't stay committed to cause us to fall back. Because if you do, we'll end up in the same place that they are. There's, there's something about committing yourself. If you commit yourself, if you have a goal in life, and you diligently seek that goal, if you commit yourself day in and day out, doing those same boring things, if you commit yourself now, you can achieve whatever that goal is. If it's building a house, you can build a house. If it's going, exercising, you can achieve getting in better shape, whatever it is, but we're dealing with being in Christ. If you commit yourself saying, you know what, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be in Bible study. I'm going to hear the word of God. If you would do this now, there's extreme rewards. There's extreme benefits in it. But you have to be willing to commit yourself. Sometimes you will be tired. Sometimes you will say, you know, I really don't feel like, I really don't feel like it right now. But are you willing to commit yourself? With a job, I've seen how people commit themselves to a job. 
Every day we wake up, for the most part, we don't want to go to work. But we've committed ourselves and say, you know what, I got to get up and do it. There's a difference when you commit yourself. Things are not as hard anymore when you have a mind determined, I'm going to be committed. So we're going to read that one more time in John 8 and 31. Read that for us, man. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. We have to continue in the word of God. The word of God is what makes a difference. There's a lot of people not committing to the word of God, not continuing in the word. Jesus told us, when I think we read it last week, he said, ye err. You, your mistake is you don't know the scriptures. You don't know the word. You have not continued in the word. And that's why we're in the predicaments that we're in. Read that next verse for us. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is only if you continue in the word. You got to remain committed. This is not the time for us to give up. I know our society right now, we're in a rough spot with inflation, uh, wars going on around the world, a lot of disasters. We're entering into hurricane season. Lots of things going on. But this is not the time to turn your back on God, though. I, I know things are getting tough with the condition of the world right now. But this is the time to truly commit yourself. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. God will bless you as a result of your commitment to him. So I want to go back to where we started in the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter one. And let's read there verse eight. Because I want to show you how these, these four people, four of God's people, chose to commit themselves, chose to say, you know what, I'm sticking with what God said. You know, we, we, we claim we're going to listen to what God says, but the first time someone says something against God, we're all ears for it. We will listen and believe what someone else said over what God's word says. This is, this is what's holding us back. This, if I find God says something and you come and tell me something completely opposite, I cannot listen. I cannot because I have to remain committed to God. So, Let's pick up Daniel chapter one and verse eight here. And we do have two questions. Um, Casey says, praise the Lord, my brothers, and also Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Daniel chapter one and verse eight. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Now, we have heard, uh, a lot of people around the world have heard about Daniel um, the and the three Hebrew boys, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a lot of people talk about them going into the fiery furnace. But I want to go back here and discuss what happened before they went to the fiery furnace. And we might get to the fiery furnace as well. Um, but here, the king has ordered something. And what his order was contradicted what God ordered. You know, these are the type of situations we will find ourselves in. God will tell you to do one thing and someone else who has authority, whether it's the president, whether it's Congress, whether it's our parents, whether it's spouse, whether it's family, whether it's friend, whoever, Someone else is going to try to get you to back out on the commitment you made to God. But 
will you continue? Jesus said, those of us who will continue in his work, keep holding on to the word of God. There's going to be attacks. People are going to think you're crazy. People are going to talk bad about you. Oh, they think they're better than somebody. There's going to be all kinds of noise. But will you stay committed? There's a reward in being committed to God. I thank God for the rewards of being committed to God because I see them. I see how God continues to bless and how he has blessed throughout time those people who will stay committed. So we're going to read it. Um, finish off this verse here, man. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs or Enoch's that he might not defile himself. What has happened here is the king has told these children of God to eat certain things that God told them not to eat. Now, to you, that might sound small. You say, well, why does it matter what they eat? It matters if God said don't eat certain things. It matters. Anything God tells you to do, he's telling you because he wants to see how committed will you be. Are you going to look at the situation and say, well, I don't think that matters that much. Isn't that what we do? We look at something and say, well, it doesn't matter that much. I can still do this. But if God told you not to, you have just turned your back on him. So this is the scenario Daniel and the three other Hebrew boys. I don't know why we call them boys. <laughs> I think they, <laughs> but this is the scenario that they found themselves in. I'm going to go back up so you can get a better understanding. Go up to verse one for us, man. I want you to get a better understanding of this. I love to, to thoroughly teach these things because the scripture tells me with all that getting, get an understanding. So I want to make sure you fully understand so you can Fully commit yourself to God. Read verse one for us, ma'am. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. So what has happened is King Nebuchadnezzar has taken over Jerusalem. God allowed this now. This is all a part of God's plan. He allowed this to happen. All right. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God. All right, verse 3. And the king spake unto Asphanaz, the master of the Enuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the prince, princes. So what is happening here? The king has taken over Jerusalem and has now taken the people there captive, made them slaves. But God is still with his people. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, God is still with his people. He has not given up. God wants to see, are you going to remain committed? Because the moment something bad happens, people begin to question God. People begin to say, God cannot be for me. God can't be helping me. God doesn't love me. All because he allows something to happen. No, he wants to see, are you going to continue? Are you going to give up on him? Are you going to turn your back? That's what he wants to see. So now they have been taken captive. And the king says this in verse four. He's looking for people now. And this is the type of people that he's looking for in verse four. Children in whom was no blemish, but well favored mm -hmm. and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science. He said, I want some people who can do something. I'm looking for some intelligent people, some people who have some skills. This person might be good at this. The other one's good at that. He's looking for some people to do some work for. See, when you apply for a job, they want to know, look, what are you coming in here to do? Can you at least sweep? You know how to clean something? You know how to, you got to be able to do something. They want you to do something. So he's looking for someone who can do some things. All right. And such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. See, he wants somebody to work for. 
So he doesn't want just anybody to take care of things for him. He wants somebody who can actually get a job done. All right? And whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. He said, we want some people now that we can even teach them a new language. We want to teach them a new language. So this is the situation that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they found themselves in this position where now they are no longer free. They have been taken captive. They are underneath this king who is not a king who follows the same God. But are they willing to stay committed to God through the process? Let's see what happens. And the king appointed them to a, I'm sorry, and the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. Now notice that. The king said, I want you guys to find the best of the best here. People who have some skills and those who have the ability to pick up things and learn some things. We want to teach them language. We want them to work for us. We need some good, strong people now for this. So the king says, I got a diet for them. You know, we don't stick to our diet. That's what I talked about when we opened up. When we opened up, we won't commit to our diet. We say we're going to eat better. And tonight we're eating the exact same thing we said we wouldn't eat. But the king here says, I have a diet for them. Because he wants to build these people up. Get them ready for the job that he has in store for them. So he appointed them some daily food, all right? And of the wine which he drank. Mm -hmm. So nourishing them three years. He said, I'm giving them three years. Three years, I'm going to come back and examine them. And when I do, we'll pick the best people here. Three years, eating this certain diet, eating the king's king's food. Go ahead, man that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Read. Go back up. Go back up. Start over in verse 5 for me. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. Now look at who, who ate this stuff. This was stuff that the king ate. Now we know a king was going to eat good. These are things that the king ate himself and drank himself. So, read that next part, Mav. And of the wine which he drank. This is stuff that the king did. He drank this wine and ate these meats and foods. This is what he ate. So, he's looking to to raise these people up. So, he said, I want to give them what I'm eating. Because I want to make sure we get the best people here. Because he knows if he can raise them up, they will prosper. Because they're going to work for him. He knows this. So he said, I want to give them the foods that I'm eating. And the wine that I'm drinking. But now, if you know something about God's people throughout the Old Testament, the Jews... God told them not to eat certain things. That's what he told them. There were certain things they were not allowed to eat or else it would defile them. They would be declared unclean. They would be in contradiction to what God said. So now they have a choice. Am I going to eat things? And consume things that God told me not to consume. Because the king says so. Or am I going to stay committed to God? That's a choice. Because when you're dealing with a king, now it's not like today. The president, if he orders something, now you might be put into jail. You know, if he if he ordered uh, everybody to get the vaccine. Now, they might put you in the jail. But now these kings, nobody had to vote on anything. 
if the king says something, that, that is it. That's final. The king would tell people to kill you. There was no voting. There was no, <laughs> we got to get two thirds of the votes. We got to be in a majority here. There was none of that. So now they're faced with some opposition. Will they remain committed to God, even in the face of adversity, faced with the king being against them? Keep reading for us, Melvin. Now among these, oh, I didn't finish that. Uh, so nursing them three years, that at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. After the three years, the king was going to examine them. So this is where we find Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So now let's drop down to verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. He said, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that and I'm not drinking it. Why? Because he wanted to remain committed to God. But we say, well, but, but what about if the king, what about it? What, what about if the king says he's going to kill you? What about it? This is a decision that Daniel made. He said, I'm not doing it because I, I'm holding to what God said. Jesus said, if you continue in what he told you to do, he said, now you're his disciple. Are you willing to commit yourself to God? Despite who tells you to go against him, are you willing to commit? So Daniel, it was in his heart. See, when God tells you to do something, your heart, if you truly love God, is going to affect your heart. In your heart, you, you might even consider it, but in your heart, you say, you know what? I can't do that. I can't go against God. He's did too much for me. I can't do him like that. You know, some people, let, let, let's just keep reading nor with the wine which he drank. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the Enoch's that he might not defile himself. He told the person over him, he said, look, I'm not doing this. Let me have something different. Pick up verse 9 for us, Melvin. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the Enoch's. Enoch's. The reason why is because Daniel committed himself to God. See, God is in control of everything going on. He's in control. If you would commit yourself to him, he'll work some situations out for you. He will work things out for you in a way that you never even expected. All because you remain committed to him. Other people might not be committed. You might be able, I'm sure you can look around and say, well, this person's not committed and that person's not, and they're claiming that they're followers of God. They might be claiming that. But in the end, everyone has to, to answer. So Daniel made it up in his mind. He said, I'm, I'm staying with what God told us to do. I am not going to defile myself. I'm not going to disobey God. Now, to you, this might look small. You might say, well, it doesn't matter what they eat. It's just a piece of meat. It's just this or it's just that. But God told them not to. So there are going to be a lot more things that come up in our lives where we have the opportunity to go against God. And somebody's going to say, well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Even ourselves, in our own minds, we say, well, I don't see why this is an issue. You might not. But are you willing to commit yourself to God? There are benefits. Scripture tells us to forget not his many benefits. There are so many benefits. We see one of the benefits here. God gave Daniel favor. He will give you favor with people. He will give you favor. People always say, well, it's not about uh, what you know, it's who you know. 
That's because those people favored you. They blessed you with something that you might not have deserved. They did something for you that they might not have did for someone else. They showed favor on you. So God did this for Daniel because this man was committed to him. Let's read, Mav. And the prince of the Enoops said unto Daniel, I fear my lord, the king. He said, I'm afraid of the king. I'm afraid of the king. Y'all have to eat this stuff. Because if you don't, he'll kill me and you. Go ahead, Mav. Who hath appointed your meat and your drink. Mm -hmm. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Mm -hmm. Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. He said, if I don't give you this food and this drink that he told y'all to drink, because y'all are going to look worse than all the rest of y'all's people. You will look worse because you're not eating the best of the best. This is the best stuff we have to offer here. And the king is giving it to you because he wants to nourish y'all. He wants to raise y'all up so y'all can get the job done that he wants you to get done. So you're going to look worse and the king's going to wonder, man, what you been eating? Why are you not growing the way you should? He said, y'all going to get me killed. Go ahead, Mel. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the Enoops had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, mm -hmm. prove thy servants, I beseech thee. He said, I'm begging you. How many days, Mel? Ten days. Ten days, uh-huh. And let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. He said, look, we don't need this fancy stuff. We don't need all of that stuff, stuff that God told us not to have. Say, so you don't have to give us, give us the worst of the worst. You don't have to give us the king's choice. You don't have to give us the best stuff here that you have. See, what Daniel recognized was that God was with him. He had committed himself to God. So he said, look, just give us 10 days. 10 days, we will look better. We're going to be just fine. Somebody called it bread and water. Whatever it was, I don't exactly know what it was. I've heard some people say it was a vegetable. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it was not the king's choice. It was not the best thing available. That's what it was. It was not the best available. But because of their commitment to God, God rewarded them. Let's read what happened, Melvin. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. Mm -hmm. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. He said, in 10 days, come back and check us out and check them out too. And then let's see what happens. Uh-huh. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. Now this man went against the king for Daniel. See, it's something. There's something about when you commit yourself to God. God will bless you to do some things. He will bless you in ways that you've never seen coming. All because... You remain faithful to him. No matter who came against you, even if it's the king, if it's the judge, if it's the courthouse, if it's family, who it doesn't matter as long as you stay committed to God. You got nothing to worry about. God is going to be right there with you every step of the way. But are you willing to stay committed? See, this is a tough situation that Daniel has found himself in. Going against the king would end him up killed. We already know the king threw them in the fiery furnace. This man threw them in fire alive. And he sat there to watch them burn to death. This is the, this is the same king, King Nebuchadnezzar. If you know the story about them going into the uh, fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you know the same, if you know that story, this is the same king. 
And so this man here who works for the king, he has sided with Daniel. He said, I'll give you 10 days. This man could have lost his life. But because Daniel was committed to God, God gave him favor. See, we, we can do what God told us to do. Even if the circumstances get tough, you can still do what God told you to do. He's expecting you to. You say, well, how am I supposed to not go against God if the king told me I got to eat? You know, that's how we think. How am I supposed to obey God? I don't have a choice. I, I might die. Well, that's the first thing we think about. You know, I talk to people about receiving the Holy Ghost. A person who doesn't have it, the first thing they jump to is, well, you telling me, I'm, what if I die right now? What if you die? You don't have to die. God is in control of your life. God was in control of this situation. These people were not going to die. No matter who tried to kill them, it could have been the king, could have been the queen, could have been the prince, whoever. The princess, it doesn't matter. Once you commit to God, your life is in his hands. You have nothing to worry about. He's there. So, uh, the man here gave him 10 days, all right? And at the end of 10 days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Now, this is a miracle. This is a miracle because they did not eat as good as the other people. They didn't eat the king's choice of food. You know, when, <laughs> when you go to a restaurant, they have... The chef's choice. <laughs> See, the chef, that's the one who really knows about this food. So the chef's choice, that's going to be the top of the line. That's going to be the best, some of the best things that they have on the menu. So they'll have, this is the chef's choice. See, they did not eat the chef's choice. They said, look, we don't, we don't, we don't have to eat that. God is with us. This is what Daniel understood. He understood God is with me. God has taken me through things before this. I believe he'll take me through now. He remained committed. How willing are you to be committed to God? Despite who says what, despite any circumstance you'll find yourself in, will you commit yourself to God? There's a reward. So at the end of 10 days, they were, they looked better. And they had, somebody said, as people would say, more meat on their bones. They were healthier looking. They were growing. After 10 days, they looked better than the chef's choice, than the king and queen's choice. They looked better. Uh-huh. Thus, Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink. And gave them pulse. Gave them the bottom choice. Gave them the stuff that other folks didn't want to eat. That's what happened here. Read that next part, Mel. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. This is because they remained committed to God. If you commit yourself, he will bless you with these things. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. He will, he will bless you in craft, doing certain things. He'll reward you. But how willing are you to commit? When the king says, go against, when the president, when the police officer, when, when the judge, when the lawyer, when your family member when your friend, when your spouse, when your sister, when your brother, when your child wants to go contrary to God, are you willing to still hold to what God said? Are you willing to commit? This is before they made it to the situation of the fiery furnace. So 
we're not going to get it. My time is just about up here. But I want to go, I want to finish a few verses here. Verse 18, man. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in. This was three years later now. He told them three years. They would have three years to eat and build themselves up. And he's coming back and he's going to pick some people to come and work for him in the palace. After three years of eating, not the chef's choice, not the king's choice, eating the worst of the worst that they had. He said, look, just give us some water. We'll make it. While everyone else is fine eating, they, they, they have luxurious food. Whining and dining. Eating good. But God was with these people. These four, God was with them because they remained committed. Let's read, Mel. Then the prince of the Eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. And the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Hallelujah. Not, he said, out of all those people, there was none like these four. They didn't eat the best food, though. They didn't drink the wine. They didn't have this well-thought-out meal plan. But what they did have was God. See, God makes a difference in a person's life. It is God that blesses us. Are you willing to stay committed despite whatever situation you get in? If it goes against God, you know, we are, we are fast to turn our backs on God. The one who has did more for us than anyone else in this world. My dad says it all the time. He talks about how a child, a parent can tell their child to do certain things. And as soon as one of their friends from school, one of their friends from school tells them to do something different than what mama and daddy said, we're, we're, we're willing to say, forget our parents. I'm going to do what this person said. So soon, even though our parents did so much for us, we're so fast to turn our backs on. This is how we do, God. We're quick to say, ah, well, I don't think it matters that much. When he's trying to do whatever it takes to help us. So when the king came at the end of the three years, he began to look at the people and he said, you know what? There's no one here like these guys. This is being this is because they were committed to God. Go ahead, Mel. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers, astrologers that were in all his realm. Ten times better. God. God did this because they were willing to commit. He was, they were 10 times better than all the other people. They didn't eat the fancy food though. They didn't eat the king's choice. And they didn't follow laws that went outside of God. See, it's about keeping what God told you to keep. Staying committed, saying, I'm going to continue trusting God. And just watch how he'll bless you. Now, this is scripture. They were 10 times better. This is, this is what the book says. Read that again for us, Melvin. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. 10 times better. This is what God does. When you are willing to keep his word. Don't we want this? Don't we desire this? All we have to do is stay committed to God. That's all you have to do. It is not hard to commit yourself to God. It's not. The Bible tells us the way of the transgressor, the person who breaks God's laws, is harder for them. Life is harder on the person who breaks every rule that God set. Why? You may say, why is that? Because there is so much 
so many whoopings. You get so many whoopings when you do what God told you not to do because he told you not to do things that help you. So he told us not to lie. Sometimes people will lie and you get, you tell more and more lies trying to cover up the one lie you started with. It's so much harder to continue lying because after a while you've told, <laughs> you've told them the opposite of what you told them at first. They said, man, I thought you said, you said, no, I didn't say that. You realize you just got caught, but you tried to cover it up again. It's so much harder. You can't get the facts straight anymore because you don't even remember what was actually true at this point. It's so much harder to continue to do what God told you not to do. But you know, it's easy telling the truth, Melvin. Even if it's hard sometimes, even if I might not, even if it's embarrassing, let me put it that way. Sometimes to admit to something, say, yeah, I did this. Yeah, I shouldn't have did that. That might be embarrassing to you, but it's so easy because you don't have to continue to lie and cover up and run in a circle trying to cover up all your tracks because eventually you will be caught. You will be caught. So let's commit ourselves to God. Let's commit ourselves to him. He will bless you. We find the king said these people were 10 times better than all those other folks. And they did not have the nutritious meals that everybody else ate. But they did have God. So I thank God for you guys. Um, at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin so he can um, check out our comments and questions if we have any uh, so we can wrap this thing up. And please feel free to ask any questions that you guys do have. Um, and, you know, as Melvin says a lot, we, we do enjoy the interaction because this is why we do it. We do it for you guys. Um, he puts in a lot of work with all of the software, all of the things that you see, the visuals, the sounds, uh, the, the intro, the outro, uh, all the podcast information. That, a lot goes into this. A lot of money is spent, um, and we haven't asked anyone for any money. We spend money out of our own pockets to do this. Um, and so um, please take these, these resources that you have seriously. Uh, use them. Uh, we're here to help you, and nobody pays us for this because uh, I know for a fact we have not got a dime. So God bless you guys, and I appreciate you guys, and um, continue, continue in his word. Stay committed. Stay committed. In your hands, Melvin. All right. Thank you. Um, it's a great message. Hope you guys got something out of that. Um, we do have two comments that I didn't read. Uh, Roderick says, good evening. Brothers and Linda um, says, good evening, blessings upon you, man of God. So good evening to both of you guys. Praise the Lord. And um, I hope you guys got something out of the message. And thank you for tuning in. You know, whenever you try, people are going to talk anyway. But whenever you try to do something for God, especially that's when the talkers come up. Um, Tony was just mentioning that we've never asked for a dime. And I remember back when we, around the time we first started, I would, you know, share the live stream, try to get more people to watch. And then somebody commented, money hungry demons. <laughs> and it just blew my mind. Like, we have never done that. But nonetheless, we've got some great comments and also some bad ones. Um, but I thank the Lord um, for all of them. Because even getting a comment like that, it seems small. But that will turn people away from trying to do God's will. Because there are people out there that are saying they're preaching the word of God, but they're only in it for the money. There are churches out there that are only in it for the money. So what that does to people, as it did for that young lady that day, they will look at a certain church or a certain person that's in it for the money. And they'll say, see, that's why I don't go to church now. See, that's why I don't listen to any of them now. It's a prime example. But um, I remember uh, Tony said towards the beginning, um, it doesn't matter what we gain here on earth if we die and go to hell. 
We can make so many different commitments, whether it be basketball, whether it be our regular jobs or any type of goal we want to reach. It doesn't matter. And I could um, turn that on the flip side as well. I heard from um, a, a great pastor. He said, when it comes to going to God or coming to God and living the way that he wants us to live, people look at what they have to lose instead of what they have to gain. So you can flip that on the other side too. It doesn't, if I'm actually living the way that God wants me to live, it doesn't matter what I lose if I gain eternal life because that's greater than anything that I can lose. My car, my job, my house, because God says if he is for if I'm for you, I'm more than the whole world against you. So it doesn't matter whenever somebody says something. I pray a lot. Lord, put me in situations where my only option is to trust you. I can't go left. I can't go right, forward or back. I have to trust you. And those are situations that I don't want to be in. I don't want to be in, but yet I pray for them because those are the type of situations that are going to make me is going to show me my true commitment to God. I always say, Lord's the Lord's will over my will. I pray, help me to mean those in those in the moment. We had a Bible study say, Lord, help me in the moment, because we can have a certain mentality or something. Just like Tony was saying earlier, he pumped up to work out, and then when you get there, oh man, we on our phones. Some people take pictures in the mirror to make it look like they've been working out for a long time, but our mentalities change. So I pray for that continued mentality, Lord's will over my will, like we just uh, read about Daniel. Even though the king said do something, it was against God. He didn't turn his back on God. One of my favorite Bible studies we've done, um, I think I titled it Patience and Obedience. I think we covered over 100 verses that Bible study, but I remember uh, we went deep into Job's story. And it's really inspiring because out of all the things that he lost, he kept his faith in God, even his wife saying, curse God and die. And he lost so much stuff, but at the end, he gained way more than he lost. So no matter what it seems like we lose physically, if we gain eternal life, it doesn't matter. So that's all I have to say. Um, we just have to stay focused and committed to God because his opinion and how he views us is the only thing that matters, not how anybody else views us. So I don't see any more comments. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And to our commenters, David Casey, Sister Rosie Roderick, and uh, Ms. Linda, thank you guys so much for tuning in and commenting. Um, we do love the interaction. We do love the questions. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are definitely tomorrow's testimony. So count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with the another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Oh,